Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Welcome back to the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Striebel. Welcome back to the show. I want to say thanks to Adam and his staff for dropping off Wing Zone Catering to the ESPN Louisville Studios. Perfect for your next tailgate. And don't forget to try that new chicken sandwich. Order online, wingzone.com. There's three area locations in Metro Louisville. James Striebel here on the Roundtable, ESPN 680-1057. We are live out here, BW3s off of Westport Road. It's packed over here. Got a full house. Uh, come say hello. We got some Coors Light swag and some uh, some some gift cards. So come say hello. Get some gift cards. It's buy one, get one anyway uh, with their bonus wings today. So there's all kinds of good stuff going on here. So Nick Valvana, how you doing back here at the studio? We got the Blitz coming up here at uh, 4 o'clock. Now, now Nick, do you know the, you, you've worked with, with, with Andy Sweeney in the past and myself, so you know the order of the Blitz, correct? I, I do know the order of the Blitz. James was just calling me sorry i had to hang, hang up on him sorry james if you're listening um yeah no it go, it starts off with ty it goes to cam and then we wrap up with our man osterman correct bingo you got it yes. man you that's why you're a radio professional how is disney nick magical it really was um <laughs> but not in i'm, I'm at i'm at war there, what do you mean? There, there's an inner war in me, and it's fitting that the lightsaber I built is purple because it's it's, <laughs> it's symbolic of the of the good, the light side, the Jedi side fighting with the the the, the inner Sith, the dark side, the two of them. Um, really? Yeah, that's what I think purple like is supposed to like mean. That's why Mace Windu's a badass because he's like powerful. He takes like the power of the dark side, but he's still a good guy at heart. So see, he I balances need, see, it. this is what I need here. I, I need I need either. Uh, Max Godby or Justin Sofro to, to help translate because I'm a Star Wars I'm a Star Wars fan I like stuff but I'm I'm an originals now when we were in Disney we also built a lightsaber but go ahead nice. what is nice. your which which oh yeah well how yeah. Bi- how <laughs> put this on the big tape how big is your lightsaber like you know how many little doohickeys did you put on it because <laughs> I did mine kind of big do it Yours uh, is, you have a big one well <laughs> it's uh well it's purple uh, but it's uh, I I don't know like it's because you're a lib. <laughs> Hey, speak, speak softly and swing a big lightsaber, as uh, Teddy right. Roosevelt used to say. No, it's uh, I don't know how many little thing, things I put on it, but this is going to sound so lame. I tried to make it like my hockey stick. Like I really? like the grips that I used. I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'll put a knob at the end, like the hockey stick, and then That's I'll do, impressive. you know, the little grippy thing that I, you know I do with like a <laughs> strand of tape. You know, we'll do that, and then we'll put this one on the shaft, and then it was yeah. just sort of like, there you go. But before I knew it, I don't know. It feels like my my, you know, I, I pr- you know, it's not it's not going to win any awards. But I promised I wasn't trying to overcompensate it's for anything. Not gonna win. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like you know, I'm looking at the thing, and I'm just like, you know, is, is Jeanette going to look at me funny now? Like, am I, you know, putting too much? Is, is my is my lightsaber too busy? I you guess take, is what you I'm take saying. Take it too seriously. Yeah, like maybe I put like too much flair on it. You know what I'm saying? I'll show next time you're in the studio. By the way, please grab me one of those Coors Light hats. But yeah, yes, next, I will. I'll you. grab you a Coors Light hat. These, I, these hats are awesome. I appreciate that, Streams. Yeah. No, Absolutely. Next time you're in studio, I'll show you my lightsaber, and you can tell me if it's too big or too busy. You know. I don't okay. Know. But I also I want to show it to Sofero and 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 Godby because they probably know a little bit more about like the grips and everything than, than even oh. I do. I God, speak. Godby has a, he he can write a Star Wars encyclopedia. I, I, think. I think I speak Star Wars pretty fluently. I really do. 
but but if we were to like go to uh, they speak it natively you know what i mean no no accent or anything like that no 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 yeah yeah, yeah they, but, you can't tell like i thought like i said I, I i can i can tell you about like ancillary characters but they'll tell you about the backstories and like oh man the things they can tell you about the planet zuckus and it's like what the hell like i didn't even know that thing existed so no no those two zuckus. guys those two guys are impressive i think zuckus is actually a character um now that i think about okay it. So, and they would they would well actually me about that but well actually zuckus well, is, actually, is the uh, second lieutenant uh, of you know the 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 blue blue bomber squadron of the not not the rebel alliance of the resistance and then he makes an appearance and yes. blah 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 you know, now i do things. i do i do have a question for you and i, ho- yes. I hope this isn't sensitive okay or insensitive no 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 hit me hit me okay did you propose? No, I didn't. And I'm oh, jeez, Nicholas. I'm, I know. I'm glad I didn't. Oh, that. my God. In, in hindsight, I was going back and forth about that. I was like, is this the right spot? It could be magical and everything like that. Oh. But I'm really, really glad I didn't because Disney in of itself is hectic and fun. And it's just it's busy. It's very busy. And okay. I, feel, I feel like, you know, it was I, uh, like, I, I had major regrets not doing it in New York. But in hindsight, that worked out because Pops had a health issue and everything like that. Yes, it, yes, it, yes. Yeah, but this go around, I was ner- like, I was kind of like, man, should I? You know, I was going back and forth with the whole thing. Again, the Jedi, the light side and the dark side, were fighting, battling and back and forth. Battling that's right, back and forth. And then, but having decided ultimately not to do it, I'm very, very, very comfortable in my decision that it was that okay was the, that okay was, fair, that was the right call fair fair enough look i it was one of those things it, it is also too a little cliche right i mean it's, it's too on the nose There's, i'm sure i mean how many how many how many proposals per year does or happens at Disney? Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The, the, I mean, pro- the, probably way too many. There were a couple. Like, I will say, I didn't see anybody propose while I was there. And okay, I, I do think there were certain parts, moments that that it could have worked. But I here's the thing. I, I'm not in good shape. I'm not in terrible shape. <laughs> right. You know, like I was exhausted, and so so was. Oh, it's so, a, it's a no. It's a it's a no. It's a haul, my my friend. It is absolutely a haul. I, I've done it. I've done it twice. How? I mean, anybody you, you stop. does it with kids? I have no freaking idea. We we hey, we had a stroller as well. And uh, I mean, can, uh, stroller, yeah. no stroller. Like it doesn't yeah. matter the age. If the kid is younger than ten. And you're doing you're doing Disney, you are in the honor group of the day because I mean it beat the crap out of me, it beat the crap out of Pops, like it beat the crap out of Jeanette. It was a wonderful time, yeah. don't get me wrong, but my God, like I, I and, and and every single here's the other thing, I low key kind of hate people now. Like I just I need to be, you know. Thank God I'm gonna be hammered at you know the Tailspin Ale Festival, yeah, because yeah. I I can't deal with massive groups of people sober anymore. At least not. No, for, I understand. At least not for a little while, because there were so many times I was like, you know, just get out of the way. Do you know how to walk? You're walking so slow, and I mean, and I know I'm being a dehydrate. Like you know, this is what I said. You're not light, in the right frame of mind. No, the light side is like it's Disney. It's the happiest place on earth. I'm wearing yeah. my, my Yoda ears. That shout out, Jason. Hens. I did. I did see your Yoda ears, and it looked like a yarmulke on your head. No, no well, no, because I mean, I'm, I'm Team C-section over here. I got a mask. You have a big nothing, head. Nothing yes, fits we, we, on my. Head. By the way, uh, Sofro texted me and said uh, Zuckus is one of the bounty hunters with Boba Fett. Denger, IG-88, yeah. Bosk, etc., hired by Vader to get Han Solo. And then I, I, now I remember seeing this guy in Empire Strikes Back in the in the, in the background. Yeah, I actually kind of remember that? him. No, it, I actually do, too. Yeah. yeah there it's, you it's go. Not, that we're geeks. No, we are, actually. Uh, we how, ha- did we, how did we get women? Uh, no idea. <laughs> no, it speaks volumes to, to, to your boys here, is all, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. three of us have lovely, significant others and can speak fluent Star Wars. There's hope, if, if, there's hope for all of you. <laughs> out there the force is strong with all of you but no like but that's the thing like uh, there's part of me that is whimsical and still like the kid at me is loving it and then right. there's the other part of me that's mad because the lines are so long and the disney workers are incredibly friendly and nice they are but yes. not especially helpful like we asked like no. five people like directions and they are so nice and bubbly and fun and in character and oh my god i love them and then they told us the exactly wrong thing like the exact opposite opposite of what like we were supposed to go and i'm telling you hopefully this doesn't get me in trouble i uh oh i'm gonna say it streams 
I'm I don't ne- know if that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, it sounds like Kenny Payne getting ready to say. It, it does. I probably shouldn't tell you this. I probably this. shouldn't tell you this, but uh, we had to get him the right tights. He went, <laughs> it's uh, very, 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 very reminiscent of that. All right, well, um, this is, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Build the Wall guy by any stretch. Oh, here we but go. But if I get oh, stuck boy. behind oh, one more, sounds like, great. foreign oh, tourist group taking uh, photos oh, of boy. everything. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. xenophobia on a Yeah, xenophobia on a Thursday. Yeah, and this is the liberal guy at the station. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm telling Wait. you, this couple. Yes, I, let your hate were... grow. Yes, yes, dark, let it swell night. inside of you. Were... We'll have a MAGA hat on you by next week. <laughs> Zach Cantrell has one for you, the Nick. He's been saving side, it. I'm telling you, the dark side was just yes. let it swell. It'll make you powerful. Come on, Nick, embrace it. If you're look, when you're in line for an hour and a half behind these people that are not from this yes, country, let it taking grow. photos of everything. Let it just to ride an aerial ride, I was I was by the end of by the time under the sea was playing. All I could think about was building the wall. I yes. swear, I was yes. so. Yes. Oh my, my god. god, I needed yes. I needed to go to Epcot and drink a beer. I was that's so amazing. Off. Oh, All right, Dr- uh, Drew, yeah. you brought some gift okay. cards. So here's the deal, and Nick. Why don't you get the, the blitz going here for yeah, us? Okay, it so he- good. here's the deal Thank with you. the gift cards. Everybody that comes okay. by today. Not everybody. We got about twenty of these left. Yeah. You come by. They come. They're, they're just sitting right here on uh, your fine table here yep. at Buffalo Wild Wings at Westport Road. If you um, uh, just grab, it's ten dollars basically to get you twelve wings because you know you're going to buy one get one. But on one of these cards is a sticker. And, and as a, um, I believe it was mild sauce. We put, a, we put a sticker on one of these cards. So when you draw out your card, see if it has a sticker on it. If it does, you win Tailspin Elfest tickets. Oh, there's only okay. One, one, um, one of these in here. So okay. you better come by, and when we, we've shuffled them all up, so we don't know. So, yeah, no, this is so the, you definitely. draw it out, and if your actual physical card, it would be like on, on the actual card. If it has um, a, uh, a sticker on it, then you are the winner of the Tailspin Ale Fest ticket. Perfect. That sounds Boom. fantastic. And none of these are frozen, by the way. It's not like the no, draft no, no. lottery. It's not the- like the draft lottery <laughs> for the Knicks. So They're over here. So I'm back by Golden, the Golden Tea game. Yep. I have the the box of cards here. So come on over, grab a card, yep. get a get a gift card, ten dollars. You can uh, get, basically get in what six wings 12, on the house. Buy one get one. Yeah, buy one get one. Twelve wings yeah. on the house. So we'll have that. And if you have a sticker on your card, it'll it'll get you Tailspin Ale Fest tickets. That's awesome, Drew. It's like Willy Wonka concept and the chocolate. Fest. Exactly. Got a little golden, golden ticket. ticket in here. Golden ticket. All right. Let's get. Tell me, Nick, uh, when we have uh, Ty Spalding on, come see us. We're at the BW3s out here off of Westport Road. We had Coors Light uh, going with us today as well. Uh, the hats are gone. Nick, I'm sorry the hats are gone. A gentleman just came up and took the last hat. But we have koozies. We have sunglasses. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. So Ty Spalding, he's off cardinalsports.com. Ty Spalding, uh, how are you today? My friend, uh, whenever you get done with this, you should you should come out here to Westport Road and say hello. Have a have a Coors Light with me. I actually live in that neck of the woods. I live uh, right off Westport Road, so uh, I may swing by. But uh, I, the Coors Light—that's uh, that's Jason's big. Uh, that's his brand right there. So you might. Oh, uh, we know. Yes, we know. Jay Jay yeah, Spa so is a big any, Coors Light advocate. If there's any leftover uh, uh, prizes or. Uh, any giveaways, I know someone that'll take them. We got some koozies here, Ty. We have some sunglasses. The hats are gone. The hat, the hats, the hats have been, uh, have all been taken. I got, sorry, Nick, again. I got one of those, and they're, they're they look great. But Ty Spalding with his CardinalSports.com, they've got all the message boards. Uh, they have everything you need as far as Louisville athletics is concerned: baseball, basketball, football, whatever it is. Ty Spalding and his crew have it for you. So Ty Spalding, uh, I, look, we're, we're not going to talk about the game last night because why? I mean, what, what's the point? here. Uh, to me, the big talking point is the fact that Eric Crawford actually put a number of days on the Kenny Payne tenure. He said on Twitter, uh, those looking for it, the Kenny Payne tenure has about 14 days left. It'll feel a lot longer than that. Uh, but thoughts on Eric Crawford going out there and actually putting that out there? There's no there's no more hope, right, for Ty for, for, for a, a year three. I know you have pushed that aside yourself, but now it's concrete, right? Yeah, I mean, look, you can, you know, you can listen to me. You can listen to, um, you know, Blanket Baker. He said on the radio, you know, any, any, name anybody that that falls under the media uh, umbrella. But 
hearing it from Crawford takes it to another level, in my opinion, just given. And, and he said in his speech today that, you know, forcing involved, you know, he hasn't talked to Josh Hurd, but there, there's a, I think there's a reason Eric sent that tweet out, and uh, there's some validity in it, given he had the original story of uh, Kenny Payne uh, surviving um, over that Christmas break. So, right. he, uh, Eric Crawford uh, puts that out for a reason. Um, if there was any sort of debate or if there was any sort of uh, 50-50 or if they do this, I don't think he gets the green light to put that out. I think he he he, words, he, he uses his words wisely. And like I said, I think Eric Crawford saying that um, is really the, the the final last straw that that kind of solidifies, you know, my belief and most people's belief that a year three wasn't going to happen, regardless. But uh, Eric Crawford putting that out there to me carries a ton of weight. No, absolutely, and and he's not just going to throw that. You're right. He's not going to throw that out there willy nilly and um, you know just just to do it, just to get clicks or whatever. He he's putting it out there because he knows and he's confident in his reporting. Ty Spalding with us, ESPN 680 105.7. It's the round table. It's the blitz going on right now. Cardinalsports.com. Check them out there. Uh, so, so Ty, I don't know what you think or what you're hearing, um, but it seems like uh, the, the Mick Cronin Express has once again picked up a little steam. I mean, I don't know how this is going to end. I, I do know one thing. Drew and I were talking in the first segment, Ty, uh, that this is going to be very different from the previous two hires. They honed in on Mac. You knew Mac was the guy. They honed in on KP. You knew KP was the guy. What do you envision this job search to look like? Do you think that it's going to be multiple candidates? What do you see coming forward? Because you have Mick Cronin. There's Eric Musselman. There's all kinds of names out there. How do you envision this job search going? You know, for me, I think it's going to be a search that very few morsels of information leak out from UofL um, with this, this search. I think anyone that has um, in their mind Josh Hurd's number one target, if someone says they know who that is, um, in, unless unless they um, you know, are Josh Hurd's you know, number two um, or something like that, I think it'd be foolish to make that proclamation this early. I think this is going to be a coaching search where um, kind of in the dark um, in a sense. I think it's um, it's going to be one that, you know, like we said, the last two it wasn't really a search. It was um, just waiting for the the news to break type thing. I think this one is going to be quiet. Um, I think it's going to be one that you know, maybe um, UofL leaks a candidate to, to get a fan, the fans' reaction at some point. But overall, I'm expecting this search to be very tight-lipped, uh, very close to the vest. And even myself, you know, I cannot tell you who. Um, I could I could give you a hot board right now, but, I, I, I mean, I could someone on the hot board could not be, even be a consideration, and someone not on the hot board could be the number one target. And that's, you know, and that's just that's me just being open and honest. That's, that's kind of where it is right now. I really don't have a good feel for um, which way Josh Hurd's leaning. So I think the search is going to be wide open, um, and I think it's going to be quiet, as I mentioned. Okay, so hot board. You mentioned hot board. Okay, who's on your hot board? I mean, if I had to like, write an article right now, like coaches uh, that I just think yeah. would, you know, would be that – I've talked to you about or will talk to you about. I think uh, Sky Drew, Nato, Big Cronin, Will Wade. I think those four you start with. There was actually an on, on Teague's yesterday, the old uh, IU 24-7 site. Um, there was a, a, a post floating around that um, Bruce Pearl was down in Knoxville last night. And so some some uh, some old friends of Bruce were, were chatting and, and the word down there was that that was Bruce's last time in Knoxville and that uh, Louisville throwing a boatload of cash at him so like I said really hard to tell what's real and what's not I would probably start with those four uh, Drew, okay. Oates, Cronin and Wade I think Wade's agent uh, I feel comfortable saying they've reached out uh, I don't know if it's mutual interest but I think they've reached out um, okay 
But again, I, I just I would be lying if I if I really sat here and told you I think it's going to be this guy or this guy. I, I just really don't. I just really don't know that you know, on February 29th you, you can definitively say it'll be A or B. All right, last one for you before we get you out of here, Ty. Appreciate the time. Uh, I did see you put this out earlier. Um, so, did, did Rick Bozich actually delete the post about the uh, the recruits? Yeah. So I was uh, really. No, I mean, trying to go back and find it because. Um, I was trying to go back and find it, and so I went to his timeline, and I was scrolling, and, like, it was giving me, like, a lag. Like, it wasn't letting me yeah. scroll down his timeline. And then I was like, well, I quote tweeted it, so let me go to my, my own quote tweet and click on it from there. And then, sure enough, I clicked on it, and then uh, this post has been deleted. And so, yeah, I mean. Oh, wow. I know, you know, yeah, I know Rick's been on been on the air, you know, with Andy, you know, had a segment, and, you know, I grew up, um, you know, my parents got the courier. Um, and Rick, you know, I, I knew Rick and Eric for, as a kid from, from seeing the Courier Journal on the kitchen table. But sure. to me, this has really been a. Um, I have not. I don't regret anything I've said about Rick. I think it's been a. Uh, he's been extremely disingenuous, and to me, this is more so about. I care more about a fan base that that's just. I mean, they've been for, like they they don't need any more misdirection or misguiding or misleading. Uh, yet alone from a somebody who's supposed to be a jet, an objective journalist. Yeah. So to me, the, the biggest gripe I have is just he's trying. His efforts have, have just, you know, as soon as Notre, Louisville gets blown out by Notre Dame, and it seems like the fan base is coming to grips, and they're all on one page. The article comes out, and uh, the, the infighting starts up again. So to me, my issues with it. You know, not only from an integrity standpoint, but it's just stirred up some unnecessary. I mean, this fan base is already eating each other alive. Um, we saw things that cooled down after the Notre Dame game, and then this comes out, and you, you get some people coming out of the woodworks again uh, in support of Kenny. So I think for me, it's just been like, I mean, this fan base doesn't need you to support Gash on the fire. They're already they're already riled up enough. Um, so yeah, it has been deleted. I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I, I just, like I said, I you know, I grew up you know, reading Rick, and it's, um, I've never talked to him personally. Um, you see him in the media rooms, but I just think what he's done throughout this Kenny Payne tenure has just been. Uh, there's really, I mean, there's really no other way to say it than you know, it's just been it's dishonest, and um, it's it's certainly, uh, in my eyes, it's certainly um, soured his his legacy a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and, and I know Rick uh, personally. He's a, a super nice guy. Always been super kind to me, but it, it's just it's, it's confusing uh, why he chose this path to go down. All right, Ty, uh, enjoy the weekend. I would say enjoy the game on Saturday, but I don't know how interested you are in that anymore. Uh, but we'll talk to you next week, one way or the other, buddy. Uh, take care. Yeah, I mean, look, dude. Like last night, I, I mean, I'm not just. I, I've. I mean, I grew up. You know, just having many heart attacks during games and last night I, I I had to push myself to turn the game on and I missed the, 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 the beginning of the game like it yeah apathy is I understand man um, I get it yeah I probably won't be there on Saturday but we'll talk to you next week all right, Ty Spalding, CardinalSports.com. Appreciate the time, my friend. All right, let's go ahead. Bring him in. Bring him in. Cam Drummond. Let's go. Kentucky. Cam Drummond. Yeah, they're Kentucky. That's right. Cam Drummond, the Lexington Herald leader. Cam, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Coming to you live from downtown Moorhead, ahead of a little OVC basketball tonight between Moorhead State and Southeast Missouri State. And listening to the back end of that conversation with Ty, I'm just – I'm just sitting here thinking about how in 20, 30 years, maybe some young aspiring journalist in Lexington will finally uh, be turning on me when I, you know, die on the hill of, I don't know, <laughs> DJ Wagner, the 18th, as he's a recruiter or something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I was like, I remember Cam Drummond used to be a respectable journalist, and now he's advocating for another year of Brad Calipari. What's going on <laughs> as the head coach? I, think, I don't know why I, I chose Brad mistake. Calipari. It's going to be funny. Yeah, I think the mistake would be anyone thinking that I was a serious journalist to begin with, but we can let them run with that wild assumption. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, absolutely. You are a serious journalist. You do, you travel already. You were in Baton Rouge last weekend or last week, buddy. I, I know what you do. You work hard. But I, before we get into this Kentucky stuff, I, I need to let you know this. So I woke up sure. this morning to a picture of uh, Andy, one Andy Sweeney uh, with Ethan Grossman at Butler <laughs> watching. <laughs> well, I'll send it to you. Watching oh, uh, I've Thad. Got I've got oh, you got I've it? Got oh. Photo. oh, yeah. I got it from the big bird himself, Cardinal Jack. Yeah, he took that one right over to me. <laughs> The big, the big bird himself. You know what? I'm going to start calling him the big bird, Jack Grossman. Please, I already do it on a healthy amount. But, yeah, the other day when, when Jack popped back into town, I got lunch with him and, and Ethan briefly. Um, and Ethan was talking about how he was planning to go up to Butler for that game. You know, I saw some some phone-recorded images of Ricky Key walking out onto the court. and Oh, yeah. yeah that, one, that one haymaker of an image with um, with Ethan in the back and Andy. And, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a amazing stuff. Oh, it was a beautiful thing. Absolutely. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into Kentucky. Uh, have you gotten your Reed Shepard tattoo yet? Uh, have, they, have they mandated that for the Lexington Herald leader staff? Do you have to get a tattoo of Reed Shepard's face either on your uh, right or left bicep? Has, 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 have, you, have you followed the, the directive yet? I know Mark Story you know has. He sent me a picture of his. <laughs> You know, I know, I know. Everyone's got their own opinions of, of Jimmy Dykes as a, color, as a color commentator, and he's not he's not quite my cup of tea either. But man, I think he kind of hit the nail on the head there toward the end of the Mississippi State game by saying that we're going to see a lot of dogs, a lot of babies, a lot of uh, you know things named Reed here in uh, in the Commonwealth and in Central Kentucky over the next I don't know nine to twelve months because that's a that's about as good of a complete college basketball game as you're ever going to see in that season yeah. without all the backstory and the lore. And, man, I think John Clay kind of covered this in his column on Kentucky.com, but it doesn't get much more Hollywood than that. No, it doesn't. And it, it was a fantastic game, not just for Reed Shepard, but for Kentucky. I, I tweeted this out, Cam, after the game Tuesday night. That's exactly the kind of game that Kentucky needed to win and that the fans needed to see them win as well. You're, you're on the road, a team that, that has a style that bothers Kentucky. And what was weird is, is, is you know, they, they beat them by 13 points uh, back in Rupp earlier in the season. And so it's like, well, they, you know, they've already played against this style uh, before and they handled it pretty easily. They won 90-77. to But you just had that feeling. The road atmosphere, Kentucky's lost close games on the road in the SEC, and it was going to be a, a struggle. It was a struggle. Outside of Reed Shepard, uh, Cam, what else did you see uh, that really impressed you with that performance with the Cats? I mean, I think those Vladimir Vesic minutes were huge for Kentucky. Agreed. And especially following on from the way he played against Alabama because, yes, we kind of know that when Big Z has been at his most effective, it's been in these up-tempo, run-and-gun style games. Right. Scored all the points against Georgia. Scored all the points against Alabama. You know, it was in games that Kentucky won handily and where Kentucky put up a bunch of points. I'm pretty sure Z was the plus minus plus minus leader, uh, admittedly a flawed stat uh, for that Mississippi State game. But also, he only scored two points in the game. He provided yeah. you with legitimate rim protection. And, and you know, the last couple games has been kind of a bit of a musical chairs uh, at center for Kentucky, which has allowed Big Z to kind of maybe take hold of that position for the time being. We haven't seen the best out of Rugana and Yenso. Aaron Bradshaw can, kind of continues to be a bit hit or miss. But Big Z has made some real strides defensively. And yes. he's, he's providing that rim protection that, you know, Cal Perry talked up so much with the promise of having three seven-footers. So I just think from a consistently being able to play him perspective, Tuesday night was huge for Big Z. And, and you know, we've talked so much about the depth of, of this Kentucky team and how they can show that they can beat you in several different ways. Tuesday night was a good example of that. And specifically for Big Z, a good example that he doesn't necessarily only fit into one style of play. Yeah, no, that's the, I, I'm exactly with you. That was exactly the other big takeaway I had in that game. Because, look, Reeves did his thing. You know, he's going to score 20-plus a game. We know that's going to happen. Um, the other one, I guess, for me would be also DJ Wagner. Uh, Ten points, mm-hmm. uh, four, re, uh, four, uh, four assists. He had an important steal uh, in the second half uh, with a defensive stop. He also had the assist to Reed Shepard to win the game. I mean, old DJ Wagner would have taken that ball and driven to the basket and tried to force something. Instead, he dribbled, he penetrated a little bit, pulled back, saw Reed, hit him, 
history was made. I like what I saw from Z, and I like what I saw from Wagner. So Saturday, uh, big well, it's not really a big game. It's a game Arkansas just lost to uh, Vanderbilt this week. They're an absolute mess. Uh, I mean, this is this looks like it's going to be a pretty big Kentucky victory, don't you think? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, to the point as well. You know, Kentucky has not won three straight games since conference play began. In you're January. exactly right. So no, I is, forgot about that. Still, yeah. This is still a Kentucky team that, you know, while it's shown immense potential and, and, you know, has the wins over the North Carolinas of the world, the Auburns of the world, the Alabamas of the world, they haven't strung together consecutive victories for multiple months now. And the thing you kind of have to do in either the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament is win not only a bunch of games in a row, but a bunch of games in a short span of time. Yeah. And make no mistake about it, Saturday is unequivocally a game Kentucky should win and needs to win. There's absolutely no reason this Kentucky team shouldn't be taking a four-game winning streak into that Tennessee game next next weekend. So this is about, you know, taking care of business. I know that first mm-hmm. game in Fayetteville earlier this year was a bit of a slop fest that was, you know, regressing the sport of basketball back several decades I'm certain. <laughs> but this is this is not a good Arkansas team. This is a Kentucky team in rhythm. This is a Kentucky team that continues to near, you know, getting back to full strength. It sounds like Trey Mitchell is going to be a real close to a game-time decision for potentially playing on Saturday. Okay. You know, Musselman's got them playing a better. That being said, you did just lose at home to Vanderbilt, which is the most inexcusable of sins in the FCC, it seems like. So, Kentucky needs to come out with the right mentality on Saturday, and anything other than a win needs to be seen as, you know, just a, another regression back to the mean and, and another kind of inconsistent moment for them. So, I would expect, excuse me, a big Kentucky win, a good Kentucky performance. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being a dogfight because we haven't seen that consistency from Kentucky in SEC play. So I think watching them come out and, you know, attack the team with the right mentality, build up a good start, a good lead early, uh, will probably quell a lot of the concerns that the uh, fan base has. Because if this ends up being another slop fest against Arkansas, I think you might see, uh, you know, maybe some of those tendencies down the stretch come back to bite them. All right, Zach. Well, uh, Zach, geez, because I got Zach up. I apologize. Cam, (laughs) I got Zach Osterman on the line, too. I apologize. Well, have fun at the game on Saturday. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the Moorhead State game tonight as well. Like I said earlier, you are a professional journalist, and you have the credentials, so never short sell yourself. All right. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Cam Drummelux and Herald Leader, uh, appreciate the time there. Let's go ahead and bring it on. Zach Indiana. Osterman. How you doing, Zach? Uh, you doing all right, my man? I know Indiana's been on a rough struggle uh, bus here uh, lately. We'll talk about that. But uh, most importantly, are you doing okay today on a Thursday? Oh, I'm doing all right. Fighting off the side of confection. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing good. You, you sound like me. You sound worn out. <laughs> I get it. Covering Indiana basketball this season must be uh, draining your, your your energy. So, I mean, I won't beat around the bush here with you, Zach. I mean, I, I, how did we go from Mike Woodson, tournament year, tournament year, to we want Mike Woodson out? It seems like it's a groundswell from Indiana fans to, to push Mike Woodson out the door. And it, that's something that I didn't see coming. I know you and I have talked – uh, you know, a lot this season about how the writing may have kind of been on the wall about this team. And, you know, it kind of should have been expected that it, they would struggle here and there as the season's gone on, just the way they constructed the age of the team, the youth of the team and everything. But I was not expecting the pushback uh, from Indiana fans against Mike Woodson. It, it really it really floored me, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I think we discussed this before, like, this was always a possible outcome of this season and, and not an outlier, but like, right. a, you know, hey, listen, this team's young. It's it's limited in some ways. You're taking some gambles on certain guys to stay healthy and certain guys to be able to fit into different positions and so forth. Um, I do think, I mean, like, if you want to talk about, if we're talking about this team and this season specifically, I think there's some things that Mike Woodson has to wear. You know, for example, you know, anyone with a basketball eye could have said Indiana probably did not have enough shooting depth coming into the season that Indiana could really stand to have more sort of proven three-point shooting kind of production that, you know, guys, even like a Miller Cop, someone who could shoot 37, 38% at volume that you know you could count on most nights. Yes, they wouldn't be dead-eye every single night. They wouldn't shoot 52%, but they would just be kind of a floor spacer that could just affect the way the offense flowed and moved. 
And if you looked at kind of where Indiana wound up, and they did target some of those guys in the portal, and it didn't work out, they wound up basically sort of hoping that Trey Galloway's surge last season would last, maybe even with a little bit more volume, that a guy like CJ Gunn would find his shot with good mechanics after obviously a statistically difficult freshman year, that McKenzie and Baca would slide to the three and sort of retain right. kind of his offensive threat. Those, you know, those things have not all happened to the varying degrees necessary. And so there's there's stuff that I think relative specifically to this season, Mike Woodson, you know, does kind of have to own. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily like coming out in a press conference and, you know, pleading forgiveness, more just in terms of what he does going forward, learning from, you know, those sort of gambles not paying off in, in the way that he builds going forward. But I am also with you in the sense that, you know, I, I, I do think, and, and I'll say this as somebody who has lived in this town longer than I lived in my hometown, um, so I, I think I've earned the right at this point to, to make some, you know, maybe be some frank judgments at times uh, about the state of things like basketball. Um, you know, it's, it's, it says some concerning things about your program when, even if it's a vocal minority, and it probably is, but it's a vocal minority that because of social media, because of the direct access that, that fans have to players, and they have to kind of the public narrative and discourse, so to speak. Um, it is a, it is a, it is a, you know, if, even if it is a minority, and, and maybe it's not, um, you know, we have to sit here and conduct scientific polling, but even if we presume it is a minority, it is a loud one. It is one with a, a substantial pulpit. You know, for it to turn so quickly when the first two seasons of Woodson's tenure weren't necessarily grand slams, but they were perfectly sound, solid, um, you know, promising sort of, yeah. you know, paths forward, essentially. They, 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 they cut an even path. To go so hard against that, yeah, I think that's, that's concerning. It's been surprising to me at different times. I'm not saying fans aren't allowed to be frustrated. I'm not saying that 7-10 and 10 in the Big Ten is what Indiana should expect or, you know, that, that Indiana shouldn't have the right to, at minimum, expect to be a tournament team, you know, most years, maybe not every year, but most years and on and on. But, yeah, but the level of vitriol, the level of just sort of, you know, I don't know, for lack of a better term, surrender on the Mike Woodson project um, so quickly has, has surprised me as well. It was also, Zach, and uh, we, we've got uh, Zach Osterman here, Indy Star. What's also surprised me, Zach, is, is Indiana fans are very loyal to their brand. They're very loyal to their people. And Mike Woodson, being a great player at Indiana, being a Bobby Knight guy, for them to turn on him, you know, at, at the drop of a hat is really what surprised me too. Because I mean, they're they're very much like Kentucky fans. They they take care of their own. And Mike Woodson definitely playing that up during his tenure at IU, like like you know, playing the former player thing, the relationship with Coach Knight, and all these things. And that's what shocked me more than anything. Um, last one before I get you out of here, and I know you gotta you gotta go here. Um, what's the percentage chance? Do you think that the administration does move on from Mike Woodson? I, I, I know you don't have the inside information or anything like that. I'm not asking you to, you know, go you know CIA on me and, and try to find some clandestine uh, info. But just a gut feeling: uh, Do you really feel like Mike Woodson's job is in danger? If you could put a percentage on it, what would it be? Yeah, it would be low at this point, and you know, I, I, I guess the way I've always approached this stuff is is to just kind of use essentially just like sort of past experience or, um, you know, knowledge at hand rather than sort of, I guess, you know, predictive future, what I think might happen and, and reading tea leaves. And I don't know if that makes me good at this or bad at this. Um, <laughs> based on everything I've heard so far, based on everything I've seen, based on, frankly, just my experience at this place. You know, Tom Green got... Nine years, even if you want to kind of remove those first three seasons, it's something on their own. He still got six seasons after that. Archie Miller got four seasons. Mike Davis got six seasons. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, based on, uh, you know, my read of the situation, what I've heard, what I've seen, what I've experienced in Indiana, at this point, I, I would I would rate the chances as pretty low that a change gets made and, unless it is, you know, and, and Mike Woodson got the question about his age a couple weeks ago, and he said, I don't really have any intention of going anywhere unless he were to change his mind and say, you know, hey, I, I've, I've had a good run. I've had a good career. I'm, I'm kind of ready to ease into retirement. Um, I, I don't really see 
that number, if you were to put a percentage chance on it, is, is very high. Um, I do think, you know, and, and this is, I want to be clear, we're getting into hypotheticals. Yeah. I do think, like, for example, if if Mike Woodson did say, you know, hey, maybe maybe <clears throat> I'm ready to, to kind of step back and play more golf, et cetera, I do think Indiana would probably still try to find a way to honor a lot of the, the terms of his remaining contract. I think there's, you know, internally there's still a lot of respect and affection, not just for – you know, Mike Woodson is a player, but I think Mike Woodson, the person, Mike Woodson, the, the coach that comes into the athletic meetings and, you know, deals with compliance and marketing and whoever else. Right. Um, you know, he's, he's well respected within the department. Um, and the last thing I'll couch this with, and, and this is where I totally just kind of start covering my bases as a reporter. <laughs> right. You know, up until maybe the seven to 10 days before that Purdue game. Uh, I wouldn't have necessarily committed to the idea of Tom Allen getting fired. You know, and, and yeah. I, I, I would great, have said I point. wasn't really sure between the money and, you know, the, 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 the department sort of historical pension for patients and all these different things. I would have said, mm, I'm not really sure that's the direction they're going to go. So my point is the music can change fast. That, that's always the case. Um, but as things stand, I, I don't really think... There's an appetite for that. I think, again, if you look at history, you know, Woodson's tenure would be remarkably short compared to a lot of his sort of contemporary peers. Um, and I think that if we're talking about what has kind of led maybe, you know, some of this fan frustration, I do think it is probably fair to say the further Indiana gets just generally from its most successful years and generations, the more anxious fans are going to get, the less time it's going to feel like each sort of successive coach that comes in has. And so that may be part of it too. But I don't think the department is going to get swept up in that, you know, whatever happens. So um, I just, I think that generally speaking, if I was reading the the room today, I would say I don't think a change is coming at the end of, of this season. But, you know, you, you never say never. Things, you never know. You know, can and always then, turn quickly. In the world of college athletics, Zach, I mean, that's one thing is you never know what anyone's going to do. And, and that's been proven over and over again. Ohio State firing, uh, you know, uh, Holtman in the middle of the season. No one saw that coming. So, yeah, instead of talking about games at Maryland and at Minnesota, we're talking about Mike Woodson's job, which no one expected. All right, man, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, as always. All right. Zach Osterman there, the indie star. That was the Blitz. You feel pretty good about that, Nick Valvano? That was a heck of a Blitz. Good that was stuff a good from, Blitz. Good stuff from all three of the guys. Yeah, and I didn't go, like, overtime too much. Usually I'm on the Blitz until, like, 340, but when Zach says, I got to go, I got to let my man go. I understand having kids that have to go pick them up. So uh, from one dad to another, I get it. So there we go. All right. Uh, like let's see here. Let's, let's do this. Sandwich. All right, yeah, Nick, let's, let's take a break. Um, on the other end, some Kentucky items that I want to get to. Five o'clock, we'll have Andy Sweeney on uh, via phone, obviously. Jason is supposed to pop in here at some point, Nick, and, uh, and, and do some radio with me as well. So nice. we'll enjoy that. And uh, where's he popping in at? He's popping in here at Buffalo Wild Wings over on Westport Road. Uh, come say hello. I still have, I mean, these, these, these cards are going fast, folks. I don't have too many gift cards left, $10 gift cards. So basically, you're getting 12 wings for free. It's buy one, get one uh, Thursday here at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's, it's popping in here. It's packed. People are sitting at the bar. People are sitting in the the, 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 the restaurant area looking good. The food smells great. Probably had to give me an appetizer here, Nick. A little onion ring or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that, oh, yeah. Sounds good. Something fried. Some cheese something, sticks, oh yeah, fried yeah, pickles. Yeah, something fried for sure. So come see us out here. This is uh, also Coors Light Tall Drafts, only $5 all day and all night tonight. They have limited sauces, honey garlic, and honey sriracha. So uh, also try our new mushroom Swiss burger or triple bacon cheeseburger. How about that? Nick Valvano, could you crush a triple bacon cheeseburger? <laughs> is a pig's butt pork? Come on, man. Exactly. Yeah, I know you could. I know you could. The old me could have. I don't know if I can now. 
now anymore, but the old me definitely could. All right, let's take a break. Uh, on the other end, some U.K. basketball talk. Sonatrol of Louisville, that's the security company uh, that, that I trust, that you should trust as well. Why? Because they're the number one security company in Kentucky. Over 350 five-star reviews on Google. Go ahead and check them out. My friends at Sonatrol of Louisville will come to your home or your business. They can do both and cater your security to exactly what you want, what you need. They have the best technology, the best associates, and they have that no false alarm guarantee because false alarms down the road, they will cost you. You get charged for false alarms. So if the police have to come to your house, there's nothing wrong. It was like a cat or a dog or something, you know, trips your alarm. They come out. No, no, no harm, no foul. No, it will be a foul because you will have to pay. Sontro of Louisville, they guarantee you will never have to do that. Also, they're not about deterrence. They're about apprehension. They want the bad guys to go to jail so they don't come back and bother your family or your business ever again. Give them a call at 502-966-8999 or go online, SontroKY.com. That's SontroKY. And check out the highest rated security company in the area. Uh, They do cameras, badge access, fire monitoring. You do it all for your phone. SonatrolKY.com. Taking care of your family isn't always easy. So we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. To me, in my world, inheriting what I inherited, this is really year one for me. Because this is the first time I get to bring my players in and and start the process of rebuilding a program. Um, But that's just to me. Other people may see that differently. I don't know. But that's how I feel about it. All right, welcome back to the show. It's the roundtable here on ESPN 680-1057. I'm James Strebel, Nick Valvano with me. We'll have Andy Sweeney here in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, we'll talk to him, see how things are going. He had a big night last night uh, basking in the glow of one Rick Patino. But we're out here at uh, BW3's Westport Road. Have uh, some some gift cards left here if you want to come get some of those. We have some cool light swag as well. We've got uh, koozies and sunglasses and all kinds of good stuff. in a fun remote out here. All kinds of people running around. I very much enjoyed my time. So, uh, hey, 93.9 The Ville, they're the flagship station for the cards. They're back in action Saturday at 8 p.m. as they host Syracuse. The Alex White Network coverage begins at 6.30. After the broadcast, tune into the Coors Light postgame show with Taylor Lynch. And Coors Light, we want to thank them. Uh, they're out here with us as well. Just talking to Lance from Coors Light here just a few minutes ago. Uh, got the beers flowing. They're $5 tall Coors Lights all day, all night here at BW3. Just got a text from Ethan Moore. He's got a Kayets fan uh, that he's bringing up here to say hello to me. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, Nick Valvano, we've done a lot of UofL talk today. Uh, let's switch gears and talk a little Cats basketball. So um, one of the things that Anna and I discussed yesterday at length, and it's kind of been the you know, one of the criticisms of John Calipari here this season, and look, it's not been a, a perfect season. It's been a good season. It's been a fun season. One of the things about this team uh, is that they're, they're very likable. Uh, fans really seem to enjoy watching them play. There's so much talent. I mean, you don't know who's going to go off. Could it be Rob Dillingham? Could it be Reed Shepard? We know what Antonio Reeves can do, 20-plus points per game. Which big's going to show up? Is Zvonimir Vesic? Is it going to be Aaron Bradshaw, Ugon uh, Yenso, whoever it is? But one thing that John Calipari has been very consistent with 
is his starting lineups. And if, if DJ Wagner's healthy and if Justin Edwards is, is healthy and available and ready to go, his starting lineup will consist of DJ Wagner, Antonio Reeves, Justin Edwards, Adu Thiero, or Trey Mitchell if he's available. And he's trending to be available on Saturday. Uh, that's kind of starting to come out that uh, Trey Mitchell will be back against Arkansas. It would be a good uh, you know, kind of ramp-up game for him as we as we head to the season stretch here. But Andrew Gononienso, uh, that obviously was a point of contention on Tuesday as when Kentucky had their largest deficits, it was when that combination of players were on the court. And this team all season long has been victims of slow starts. And fans are clamoring for and look, I get why. Ann and I debated that Ann and I debated this yesterday. They want Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham in the starting lineup because if you had those guys in, the slow starts go away. At least that's the that's the uh, you know, that's that's the thought process that they're going with here. And so John Calipari was asked about this on his coach's show last night. And here's what he said. No, we'll stick with what we're doing right now. Injuries may create it, something that does something that. Does that. But if we started this game like we were earlier this year, yeah, I would have. We were starting offensive rebounds like five in the first two minutes. Then I'm starting the wrong people. But starting it doesn't matter. I mean, I think Reed and if Robert didn't foul, would have played the most minutes, so it doesn't matter. I've got a group of guys and got to keep them on the same page. I'm trying to build up every young person and try to make sure they know I believe in him, but you hold them accountable. They're responsible and they own their performance. If we need someone who's going to rebound better, then you may be out. So here's what John Calipari is telling you. I speak Calipari's. He's telling you that in order to keep the mentality of his team together, whether you agree with this or not, this is what he's saying. And I'm not saying I agree with this. In order to keep the mentality of his team together, this is the lineup he's going to go with because he doesn't want to make guys question themselves or lose faith in their ability. And we've seen this before. This is not new with John Calipari. If you recall, Nick Richards started every single game his freshman season. Whether or not he deserved to, we know the answer to that. He didn't. He was raw. He wasn't ready. But Calipari continued to put him in the lineup. Eventually, it paid dividends down the road. Now, it took three seasons, but he got there. We all remember junior Nick Richards. He was very good. He's become a decent NBA player. Not a max contract guy, but he's making money in the NBA. He's started games. He's had double-doubles. He played pretty well. But to me, I don't know how many of these guys that John Calipari wants to stick with are going to be long-term projects. I mean, DJ Wagner isn't going to be back. Justin Edwards, he's not going to be back they're both going to go to the NBA. There's no question about it. It doesn't matter how well they play, what their draft stock is. They can both be second-round guys. It won't matter. They're going to go to the NBA. That's it. That's the truth of the matter. The question for me is, who, I mean, I don't let me let me back up. I think there is value in who starts. I honestly believe that. And I understand the argument of, well, if you're going to put Rob and Reed in with two or three minutes into the game, then what's the point of not starting them? I agree with that. But John Calipari understands that there may be a moment in the season, in the tournament, where it's going to be a DJ Wagner game or a Justin Edwards game or a Uganda Onyenso game. We know that Rob and Reed are going to perform. We know Antonio Reeves is going to perform. Those guys stay ready. John Calipari knows the mental makeup of his team better than I do, better than you do, better than Ben Roberts or Cam Drummond or 
Rick Bozich or whatever journalist you want to throw out there. He knows his guys. He knows their headspace. And D.J. Wagner was very good in the previous game. They needed D.J. Wagner's defense. He made some clutch plays at the end of that game. We saw Justin Edwards score 28 points just two games ago against Alabama. He destroyed that team. You've got to keep your guys engaged. And I know, oh, these guys are soft. If, they, if, 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 if their ego is, is, is that soft, they don't need to play anyway. Well, we know what these guys can do, and everyone's ego is different. We all take things differently. We're all people. We have different personalities. We have different behaviors. If there's anything that John Calipari is outside of a great recruiter and a very good coach, he's a master psychologist. He's good at playing the mental games. He can play the mental games with the referees. He can play the mental games with the media. He can play the mental games with his players. He knows them better than you do. He knows them better than I do. So in the end, does it really matter? Ugaran Yenso played less minutes than Zvonimir Vizic. Reed Shepard played 32 minutes. Antonio Reeves played 35 minutes. I get both sides of the argument, but I'm going to defer to John Calipari in his read of his team. We can, we can question his X's and O's. I get that. Some people say that the team won in spite of him <laughs> on Tuesday. It took Reed going nuclear to bail John Calipari out. That's a story out there. I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's a story out there. But I do know one thing. He may not be able to draw a great inbounds play, <laughs> but he knows the psychology of his team. He knows what makes these guys tick. He knows the guys he can bench. He knows the guys he has to massage. Say that, Justin Sofro. So I will defer to him when it comes to who starts, who plays what minutes, who plays what positions. I'm good with it. Nick, I'm off based on any of that at all. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I know you're not a big cats. Uh, you're no. not a Kates man. Uh, I know you're a Cards man. But what did <laughs> you think about all that? Well, I, I think I, I think you're pretty spot on. And, and I, I would say I'd take it even more to the macro level. Um, I'm trying to do some stats here and look at it, but I mean, I, I kind of fall into the whole category of, um, well, like you said, Coach Cal might not have the. Uh, I, I I don't know enough X's and O's to really speak on it, so I'm always hesitant to do that. But we know does. us in BBN, we're all X's and O's experts. Well, of course. Of I don't course. know if you knew that or not, but we all we we all can draw up uh, some fancy plays. I've right? heard I've heard <laughs> BBN knows ball. But, we know ball. <laughs> but Cal, yeah, he I mean he's in the freaking Hall of Fame, so he knows some stuff. But he might not have the uh, the. Um, What's the, the acumen of a Rick Pitino in terms of in-game X's and O's and everything like that. But I think you're spot on talking about um, knowing his team and knowing how to uh, manage egos and, 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 and bring out the best in, in young talent. He's the, be- he's the best at that, bar none. I, I don't care. You can put him against anybody in the country. He's the best at that, in my opinion. I, I, I think so. And, and uh, he, further adding the wrinkle of bringing in players. I mean, he's, he's embraced the portal, too. And, yeah. and we, can have, we can have discussions whether or not, you know, players like Reed Travis or, you know, Olivier Saar worked out and everything like that. But um, the fact he, he's incorporating them in his teams in addition to still being freshman heavy um, speaks volumes of his ability to manage different egos at different times in their careers. But I, I just I, I take it to a more simple level. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I mean, you've won four of your of, of the last five since the Gonzaga get, loss at home. I mean, you've knocked off some top teams. LSU squeaked one by you. But I mean, you've knocked you've knocked off everybody that Louisville's been looking at basically. And we'll see if you can yeah. do that again. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> we'll see if you can do that with Arkansas this weekend with the Must Bus and everything. But I mean, if if you got, I don't know. Here's the here's the thing to me. Do you think the production? I mean, everybody. I, I understand the idea that you're saying. Well, what's the point if they're going to play most of the game? Why not just start them? But here's the thing. Maybe Cal knows enough that 
read and, and and Rob Dillingham, they need to maybe see the game to get the atmosphere a little bit. And maybe. then they can come off the bench and give you 30. And, and if that's the case, then, I, I mean, juice is worth the squeeze, in my opinion. And, I mean, if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now you got two guys, two guys, two, coming yeah, off the bench. Yeah, not one, two, yeah. Two guys coming off the bench that can win you the game. And, uh, I mean, if, if, if that's working for you, I mean, it seems right now that we know what the act of, U, of U.K. basketball is going to be. And, if, and, and this is a good time of year to be to – know. first off, you really need to know your act by this, this point. But you also want to be peaking and playing the best that, that you have. And what is the act? Okay, the defense isn't stellar, but it's improved a little bit. You it do, has. You do have consistent guys that can go out there and consistently play okay defense. And Adutiero, Antonio Reeves gives you good effort. Like you said, DJ Wagner at times can give you some clutch plays. So, okay, so we know they're not the best defensively. Okay. Right. But they're, they're a track meet team they can score points they shot 55 percent from the field last game i mean that that's just insane that's an insane amount and i mean kudos to mississippi state who was shooting like 44 percent from behind the arc to stay in that game they were going toe-to-toe with you guys but but still like you were able to to beat a team that shot 44 percent from behind the arc and yep. they were shooting lights out and you you said okay we'll see your your well, what, what they what did mississippi state shoot from the field like 48 percent yeah you literally said okay i'll see i'll see your two kings and raise you a lot <laughs> you know a royal well, alabama point. shot 54 percent nick yeah, uh, that, they so, shot fifty four percent field. Scored what was it ninety two points or ninety five? And they beat them. They they and the Kentucky scored one seventeen. They beat them one seventeen to ninety five or whatever. Whatever the final score, they beat them by twenty two points. I, I mean that that was just absolutely. You're right. You're exactly right. We can take it. They have killers on the bench. So they and what other team in the country has two guys they can then throw in there and just go nuclear? No, exactly. And give a point in the game. Not, Nobody. And they've done Nobody. it consistently throughout the throughout the season. I mean, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, they've had letdown games here and there, but by and large, you know that you're getting double-digit production from two guys coming off the bench. And I, and when you're when you have so much offensive firepower, and Trey Mitchell is out still. I mean, exactly. You, you, That's one guy that, that he get, he's another one that Zvonimir Vicic. We've seen him go off before. Yeah, and, and, I mean, that's two more guys. And uh, well, quick, quick with Big Z, by the way, talking about. I mean, I, I know the bugaboo has been about the defense and everything like that, but the man is starting to give you give you guys some blocks. I mean, that has to give you a little yeah. bit of. I mean, he had what three or four last game. Yeah, I he mean, stayed in the game not because of his offense, but because of his defense. The Ugandan Yinsa was getting absolutely straight up bullied by Toulouse Smith. They put Vizic in. And while he wasn't like, you know, locked down, shut everybody down, he gave them pause when they came into the paint. He was able to be a presence, which surprised me, not because I, you know, I think Avicis is soft or anything, but because Onyenso had been the, he'd been the tough guy in the middle. He'd been the guy that's been physical in the middle, uh, in the paint. It's not going to be Aaron Bradshaw. God bless him. I love him. But, I mean, he, How that's much just do you not think who he the, is. The foot injury is still playing into that. Because, I mean, big guys and foot injuries are, you know, um, like running backs and hamstrings, you know what I mean? Like it's I don't think it's the, I don't think it's necessarily the foot. I think it is. I think it's just he never, he never got the ramp up that he needed. He 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 never got the summer workouts. He never he didn't get the uh, the, the the benefit of the Canadian trip. He didn't get the you know game against Kansas. I mean, he didn't start playing ball uh, until what? Right right before the Louisville. I think UNC yeah, Wilmington think was right. his first or second game or something like that. But I mean, I think he's behind physically. Um, but I mean that shows you, you know, you, you talk about Big Z. That shows you just just how good he is because he started even later than Bradshaw. I was about to say, yeah, and he's already jumped him in the in the in the lineup, and he's about to jump Uganon Yinso. If he continues on the progression he's on right now, I mean, he's going to be their starting center when they go into into March. That shows you how gifted. Imagine Nick. Imagine if they had that kid uh, in Canada and then beyond. H- how good is he? Oh my right gosh! Now. No, absolutely. I mean, talk talk about a little bit of extra seasoning. I mean, yeah. that would be that would be <laughs> seriously. I mean, absolutely. The, the depth on this team is already pretty impressive, but considering you guys have not been healthy for the majority of the season, and and, and these next two games are going to be, you know, Cal's going to be able to play around oh. a little bit because what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Sofro just popped in and had some sound for you. Oh, that's Sofro over there. Now, oh. Sofro, now, Sofro, you'll be excited about this. They just released the um, the the U of L home and away 
ACC schedule did you guys see this for 2024-2025? You're in a small environment where you're surrounded with dookies, yeah. and you got to fight your way out. <laughs> Sir, yeah, the whole season's been surrounded by dookies. <laughs> I, think, I feel like that's a, that's a Captain Underpants novel. You have to fight your way out of a sea of dookies. <laughs> a sea of dookies. All right, so let's You owe next it to season. them to let them get off. <laughs> next season, Louisville's new coach will face the following teams at home. Cal, Stanford, Pitt, Virginia, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Wake Forest, North Carolina. Away, SMU, Pitt again, Virginia again, Florida State again, Georgia Tech, NC State, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, Boston College, and Syracuse. Honestly, I mean, they don't have to go out to California. They don't have to go to Duke. They don't have to go to North Carolina. They get both those games at home. That's a pretty favorable schedule. I was about to say for for whoever the next coach is going to be. That's pro, that's a pretty damn good I, schedule. I'm, I'm getting Jeff Brom vibes. Oh, here bit. we go. No, 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 oh, like, no, no, no. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just saying that if the path is to play out, which a lot of us think it think it is, and I'm trying to be sensitive to it, and it's not because I'm a KP apologist. It's because I'm just being realistic right now. There is still a coach there. If they go the route of a is new there? coach, well, well, we could debate that. Danny but, Manning's going to be talking tomorrow. You, you, you don't think Kenny Payne's punted on the on the season? <laughs> Danny Manning's going to be talking tomorrow. If they, if they What's go, he going to say? If they go I the want route. Win. I want Louisville to be proud. I want, them, I want us to be a good team. I want to prove people wrong. I want us to earn this respect. I, I call shenanigans, but go ahead, Nick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe you, KP. I don't believe you. That go was ahead. good timing with my man Sofer there. <laughs> you know, He's that, a master of timing. No, he is. That's like 80% of comedy or whatever. So, no, good work out of him. Uh, no, but I just I, – if, if it's going to be a first-year head coach and it's seemingly like that's the route it's going to be, just like Jeff Brom, you have a pretty good first, first – I mean, a pretty favorable – First, first schedule, at least, sure, com- okay, least conference wise. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Is that Zachy C? Was that Zach K. Trail? Okay, bet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. Why do you say okay bet like he's 13 years old? My kids say that. They're children. They're like little, like they're 10 and, beef and, up. and 12. <laughs> we do have to beef up. All right, speaking of beefing up. <laughs> Man, I so think you had it up you want me to go with it? I did not have it up. So Okay, so that's know. one of the mixtape. Yeah, definitely. And didn't get it up. <laughs> Oh, that's a perfect men's Speak, clinic. Speaking of, speaking of ends, he'll be here pretty soon uh, beefing it up and getting it up. That's, <laughs> that's what we're doing here on the roundtable. All right, let's take a break uh, because we got to get Andy Swinney in on the show as well. We'll call him. Uh, Jason Ince is supposed to waddle in here pretty soon, so we'll see our good friend Ince and all that. Justin Sofer will play some sounds uh, back in the studio. Let me tell you about my good friends over at 502HIMP, 812HIMP. Check them out. 502HIMP, the Douglas Hills location over here in Louisville. If you're over on uh, the Indiana side of things, go check them out in Clarksville. We're out the Lewis and Clark Parkway, uh, right by the Kroger, the Court Physical Therapy. And look, they got everything you need. They got the gubbies. They got the chocolate bars. They got the brownies. They got the cereal bars. They got regular old CBD. If you're not into the Delta 8 or the Delta 9 products, that's a little too much for you. That's fine. They give you some CBD. And CBD has so much healing qualities uh, associated with it. If you if you have joint pain, if you have, you know, heck, I mean, anxiety, if you have depression, whatever, it's an amazing, amazing substance. They have the CBD full-spectrum gummies out there. They have the oils, everything you need out there at 5 Two hip or eight one two hip. They have bath bombs. Uh, they have stuff for your pets. I mean, the, every time I go in there, Nick and, and Justin, they've got more. They have more every single time. So if you're a discerning CBD uh, aficionado, the way I am. 812HIMP, 502HIMP, they're the place to go because they have it all. Go to 502HIMP.com or 812HIMP.com. All right, we'll have Andy Sweeney on the show next, maybe Jason Ensign and, and so forth. We'll see. We're having fun today. Out here, BW3's Westport Road, tall Coors Lights, $5 all day, all night. Come say hello. Still have some gift cards for you as well, some swag. It's the roundtable here on ESPN 680, 1057.